Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word Rightly Divided. We'll be continuing today here in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we are here in chapter number 4. We've been looking at verse number 12, which says, That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. So as we've been looking at these practical things of what the Apostle Paul has been speaking of, related to those who are part of the body of Christ, those that have put their trust in the gospel message for today, the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures, and the simple fact that our belief in that and that alone is what gives us our eternal life today. That we see how the Apostle Paul in his epistles, lays out, gives us the doctrinal information and then gives us the information on how it is that we are supposed to be making this apply to our lives through the practical outworking of this doctrine. And so as we've been looking at this here in verse number 12, we looked at how the Apostle Paul uses that word walk to describe the lifestyle of the individual and how now he's getting into this aspect of when he says, walk honestly toward them that are without. So he's speaking of how it is that the individual member of the body of Christ is supposed to be responding towards things and that it's an issue of things going towards individuals. And this is something the Apostle Paul has brought up in other epistles. Well, if we go over to the book of Philippians, and let's go to Philippians chapter number 2, and we're going to see here how Paul's going to Use this as an example here as well. And we're going to read, starting from verse 12, and read down through verse number 15 of Philippians chapter 2. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure, to all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Now when you read verse number 15, which is really the primary focus of why he had us turn over to the book of Philippians, we see how Paul describes how it is that we are to be, that we are to be shining as lights in the world, and describes what it is that is surrounding us on a daily basis 
when he describes and calls it a that we're in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Now it doesn't take very long for an individual to really figure out the fact that we are in a crooked and perverse nation because all we have to do is really look at everything that's going on around us on a daily basis and it's very clear that the things that are going on it's a crooked and perverse nation and the reason why it can be described in that manner is because when we really look at the things of this world we see in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So, as Paul's writing to the assembly at Ephesus, we see that he describes the things of the course of this world and describes it as the fact that it's according to the prince of the power of the air. So the things of this world are being controlled by Satan. You know, this is why you see over in the book of Matthew when the Lord was being tempted by Satan and Satan offers all of the kingdoms of the world to the Lord Jesus Christ. It says you know, all you're going to have to do is bow down and worship me and you can have control over all of the kingdoms of the world. Now, that was not an empty offer because as the prince of the power of the air, he has control over those things. That's why we see the things of this world that are being described as being that crooked and perverse nation and that we as the members of the body of Christ need to be different from the things of this world. That's why you see how Paul writes to the assembly in Corinth and talks about how all things are lawful but not all things are expedient. And then it says, all things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So Paul's saying, you know, it's lawful for me to do all things because there's not a performance standard that's related to salvation. But not all things are going to be expedient. Not all things are going to produce the right result that God intends for a member of the body of Christ. So we, through our study of God's word, have the understanding of what we should and shouldn't do. That's why you see what Paul says. Let's turn over to the book of Titus. We'll go to Titus chapter number two. And we'll see how Paul says this as he's writing to Titus here. And we're going to pick up in verse number 11 of Titus chapter number 2, which says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, 
teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So it's the grace of God, you know, which brings salvation that's appeared to all men. So all men have access to the salvation that's been offered to us today. And that's that gospel message which we find in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. But we also have the issue of that it's the grace of God that's doing the teaching that we see in verse 12. The grace of God teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss. So it teaches us, here's the things that we shouldn't do. And then it also teaches us how to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So the grace of God teaches us, here's the things we shouldn't do, here's the things we should do, which gives us the opportunity to function as Paul wrote in Philippians chapter number 2 about the issue of us functioning as lights to this world. Because the reality of things is that those who are not saved are going to look at saved individuals and have an expectation of the fact that there's going to be a performance system. They're going to be looking for the righteousness because, you know, how Christianity has presented things of that needing to do all these good works in order to have salvation. So, individuals are looking at that but the reality of things is even if we took that aspect away that individuals should be seeing the change that happens as a result of the doctrine to the point of where it's a light that's drawing them to that change that has happened them wanting to be part of that, wanting to have those things for themselves and saying, you know, I want to be part of that same thing. I want that as well. And making that exact same change, taking the doctrine in for themselves. And this is what we're to be doing as we're living our life. And when we're doing this, we're having our focus on exactly the things that God intends for us to do. So that way, when we look at this and say that, you know, the idea in our text about that you may walk honestly toward them that are without. Now, when Paul is saying that, he's talking about the issue of that we're walking honestly toward them that are not part of the body of Christ. Those who are outside of the family. And I use that term family because that's really what, when we read through Romans, through Philemon, we have the understanding that the body of Christ is a family because we see Paul use 
family terms over and over again to describe who we are. So even when Paul talks about this issue of us, you know, living our life as God intends, we see, let's go over to the book of Galatians, we're going to go to Galatians chapter number six, and we're going to see from a practical aspect of what he's saying here to this assembly at Galatia, when we see here in verse number 10, it says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So the reality is, you know, we'll focus on that especially portion first, that yes, we are to be doing good things to those who are the members of the body of Christ. And that's why it says especially because, you know, there's a special focus that we're to have on the body, helping to provide for the needs that the members of the body of Christ have. But we're also supposed to be doing good unto all men. So all men really means all men. You know, just like we read in Titus chapter 2, when it talks about for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, that that all men means everybody, we're to be doing good unto all men, which means everybody. So when we see the aspect of when Paul's giving the practical things of how to live in this dispensation, and we see him you know, saying that these are the things we're supposed to do, that all of this is going towards all individuals, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And when we're doing this, then we're actually going to be doing the things that are pleasing unto God. And you can see how when Paul lays out some of these practical things, and like, for example, here, let's go over to the book of Colossians. So we'll go to Colossians chapter number three, that we see that he you know, really doesn't go into a lot of details other than just giving us, here are the instructions, here is what you should be doing here. And so when we see in Colossians 3, we're going to start here at verse number 5. And we're going to read down through actually verse number 15 here. So Colossians 3, starting here at verse 5, says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So there's the things we're not supposed to be doing. And it says, verse 7, into which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on a new man 
which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither G Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in, in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, Put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Now, when we read through that section of things, and when you just really think about if somebody was really doing all of these things, 100% of the time to everyone that they were encountering, what impact would that have on the individuals they're encountering? And if every member of the body of Christ was doing all of these things 100% of the time, what impact would it have? You know, this is why when we talk about things and, and individuals try to say, well, you know, we need to pass certain laws to, you know, change things. And, you know, we need, you know, individuals who, you know, are believers to get into government, get into these positions of power. And because that's how we're going to make changes and things. The reality of how we make changes, you know, in society is by us behaving the way that God intends, letting the word of God work through us, functioning as Paul writes in Galatians chapter 2, and I'm going to read here verse number 20, which says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, the reality of things is that you know, no individual does this 100% of the time because you know, there is a problem that we end up dealing with. Why Paul says, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We still walk around in these fleshly bodies. These fleshly bodies have lusts. And on occasion, individuals give into those things. And when we give in to the lust of the flesh, we're frustrating the grace of God. We're quenching the spirit. You know, we're doing all of the things that are contrary to God's word. We're being ineffective as ambassadors for Christ 
at the moment we're doing those things. We're not functioning as that light to the world. And unfortunately, at times, you know, when we're doing this and think individuals see us and it impacts our ability to be able to share this message with other individuals because they see the behavior, they know that it's wrong, and then it becomes, well, they're no different than us, and since they're no different, you know, why would I want to be part of that? You know, and then you'll start seeing the thing of, you know, well, you're just a hypocrite because you can't even follow the things of what your God is telling you that you're supposed to do because they know that those who are saved should be doing the right things. We should be functioning as that light. We should be functioning as the Apostle Paul says it back in the verse that we've been looking at here when he says that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without. That we are to be functioning in a manner where we are truly dealing with individuals in a manner to where it can actually be pleasing unto God that we can see the impact that it's having and why you see how Paul can say things. And let's go over to Philippians or actually the book of Philemon. We'll go to, you know, the very last of Paul's epistles as they're laid out here. And we're going to read here in the book of Philemon. We're going to read verse number six, which says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, the communication of our faith, yes, it has a part of it where it's the things that we're speaking related to what God's word says. But that communication, because that word communication means lifestyle, that it's talking about not only the things of what we say, but we communicate things by how we live our life. And individuals see how we live. And the reality of things is they see that long before we ever actually get a chance to share the gospel message with them. We need to be watching what we do, walking honestly towards other individuals. And the problem so many times is that we fail to do so and we don't even realize how we're failing to do so. And I'm going to use a very quick example here of things. And, you know, social media, you know, 
The positive of it is it's an outlet for individuals to be able to share the gospel message with individuals. The bad with it is that it gives individuals an outlet to let everything else in their life out. So what you'll see, and I see this so many times, with individuals who understand the gospel message and understand right division, that you just see all of what they're putting on social media is, you know, I'm going to complain about this. I'm going to make fun of this individual. I'm going to, you know, name call individuals who don't agree with me and all, and, you know, numerous posts on that. And then all of a sudden it'll be, oh, let me, yeah, I forgot I should put a gospel message out there. So let me throw a gospel post out there and then I'm going to continue on with all the other things. Well, if they've seen all that other stuff, yes, you're appealing to those who might agree with you on those things. But think about those who wouldn't agree with you. And then all of a sudden you're sharing the gospel message with them after you've already said all these other things that have had a negative impact on them. They're not going to accept the gospel message from you. We have to be careful in what we're doing and how we're presenting ourselves to other individuals. And we're going to pick up you know, with the rest of this verse next week in our broadcast. Now, as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some audio files of previous messages. We have information about how to join our services at live as they're being broadcast on Facebook. And also how to, you know, meet with us if you happen to be in the Buffalo area on Sunday mornings. We'd love to have you join us as well. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about anything in our broadcast, anything on our website, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.